Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Number two, final countdown here. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel here every single Friday. Viper and the Warthog on Fridays here on final countdown. Uh, we do have World Series game one tonight. Probably a good pro tip. We were talking about when we were running through those props, John, was just, listen, when you're if you're betting most hits, most RBI, most run score, all stuff like that, like just be sure you are taking into consideration when you bet these, where these guys hit in the order because Mm -hmm. you are far more likely to lead in run scored or in hits. If you bat more often in RBI, if you are, you know, hitting kind of in that three, four hole, four, five hole, something like that. So just be sure you're not betting the guy hitting ninth in like, because he's got a long, he's he's got a long number next to his name. Like there's a reason why that number is as long as it is. And it was kind of part of the reason why we pointed out to Jose Altuve as 14 to one to, to win world series MVP, right? Is because, He's going to get quite a few at-bats. He's also a very good player, uh, but he's yes, going to be up there yes. in terms of the lineup, and you're getting a pretty good price on a guy who, yes, yeah, albeit in a little bit of a slump, but broke out of it the last two games and are getting a plenty of opportunities over the course of a best-of-seven to contribute statistically to this team. As we know, it is Aaron Nola and the Phillies, Justin Verlander and the Astros, minus 165 if you want to back the Astros, plus 140 if you want to back the Phillies. Six and a half is your total tonight. I don't have a – I will have – Zero opinion on any of these games because I have futures on both, so it doesn't matter. So I I, I know I'm like the worst person to like talk baseball with basically at this point because I don't care who wins. I would prefer the Astros. I win more money on the Astros, but I win regardless, so I don't care. Uh, yeah, no, I, look, you know? I, I don't, uh, to be honest with you, I yeah. don't really have an opinion and or wager on this either, uh, <laughs> considering what, what my day job is as well. Uh, but I'll say this 
I do think that when you look at what the Phillies' best opportunity is going to be, it's going to be early in this series. Mm -hmm. If their lineup can continue to stay hot against Verlander, who has shown some mortality, we'll say, early on in this postseason, I think that would be, if the Phillies are going to win this thing, I think that would probably be the most likely outcome. They jump on the Astros early. I'm not just talking about in this game, but in this series, like grabbing game one against Justin Verlander as opposed to going down one nothing. Because as great as Verlander's been – like this, this pitching staff for the Houston Astros is so steady that I think with a one nothing series lead, they're going to be a, in pretty good position there as they move forward. We're going to talk Raiders and Saints here in just one second. We did, uh, we did end on the Cardinals and Vikings. One thing I do want to point out, coming through as well, Cardinals, Rodney Hudson out, Max Garcia out, so they're down two starting offensive linemen, also out as well for Call uh, of Duty. Yes, and also the, yes, there we go. Yeah. Yes, also out Call of Duty, so yeah. we don't know what's going to be going on. There, no, no James Conner, but that's not whatever. Running backs don't matter. But uh, just another, like, two starting offensive linemen now down as well for this Cardinals offense that you and I are not totally sold on. So, uh, no, no. Yes. <laughs> so there go we go. Limb and say, yes, uh, yeah. Let's see if take on a somewhat healthy secondary. Raiders so, and the Saints. Raiders sitting one, one and a half point favorites. 49 and a half is your total. Marshawn Lattimore out. Michael Thomas out. Jarvis Landry out. For the Saints, Andrews, Pete, and Paulson Debo are both questionable. So it could be, again, another shell team for the Saints. That being said, there's been some sort of bug running through the Las Vegas Raiders locker room. Right. And so a bunch of guys been out sick with that. They're saying the right things that these guys are on the right side of this bug. But for me, this game's just unbettable, John. I don't know who's going to be out there like for, for, for this team. I mean, how could I – how could I really handicap this thing? Right? Yeah, I mean, and Devontae Adams did return to practice today, yeah. so I think that he's going to be out there. Um, I will say this. So last week I, ha- I was in on the uh, Houston Texans, mm-hmm. and 21 points in the fourth quarter uh, kills the Houston Texans, courtesy of a pick six that really iced it at the end of that game. But the thought process I thought was correct, and if you look at it statistically, um, 21 first downs for the, the Houston Texans, 9 of 15 on third down, 404 total yards, 6.2 yards per play. The ultimate point is that this Raiders defense still has a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, so the Saints making this move for Andy Dalton, I think a lot of people like to make the easy joke, like, oh, it's Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton statistically, over these few these starts, that he's been, he's been solid, like really solid. Uh, PFF passing grade of, I think, up about 80. Uh, hasn't committed a lot of turnover-worthy plays. We saw what he did through the air against a weak secondary last week against Arizona. Like, I just I would not all of a sudden punt on the New Orleans Saints uh, as a team. I get the injuries are all there, but I would wonder if this is, again, another high-scoring game, kind of like what they went through against Arizona, just considering how bad the Raiders' defense has been, how good this Saints team has been offensively. And to give the Raiders some credit, they've covered three straight. They have lead the league in scoring over those three games. They've been much better in terms Might of Might have offense. a Saints team with no corners. And because, that's the other Because right? Lattimore's yep. out for sure, and Adebo is questionable and he yep. might not play. So, like, it could be a Saints team with no corners. So, yeah, I think that you probably just attack this from a total standpoint as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, playing a side because I think this this has high variance written all over it, yes. right? And I don't want to be sitting there sweating, like, who's going to get the last half. field goal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who gets the last field goal attempt is basically what yep. I don't want to be sweating when it comes down to it. So, uh, total, I think, is certainly the way to go. Saints defense, man, 29th in dropback EPA on their defensive side. I mean, this was Saints defense last year that we were talking about as a top 10 unit in all the NFL, and they have been anything but this year for sure. New England Patriots and the New York Jets, as we sit right now, Patriots sitting two and a half point favorites. 40 is your total, 139 and a half still available out there. Corey Davis was ruled out for the Jets. Elijah Moore, they say, is going to play. He's over his trade request, I guess, John, and he's going to go out and try to perform like the second-year player that he is. I mean, like, dude. He requested trades. Seriously, come on, man. Uh, I'm in. 
It's it's just it's so insane. Like when I saw that coming through, I'm like, bro, you didn't even, you played like half the season last year. And like, what are you doing? Crushing on the trade. Um, this Patriots team, I bet it before they looked like garbage this past week, and I don't hate it. I got it at two. Mm-hmm. Um, and and look, the numbers actually even moved in my favor. Right, it was two and a half, so I, I took the Patriots at two. More, this is a bet against the Jets, and it is a bet on the Patriots, right? It's four consecutive games with a pass rate below expectation. Zach Wilson has not thrown a touchdown pass in any of the last three games. And he's the dude he was last year. When he gets pressured, he wets the bed, right? I mean, he's five for 31 with two picks when pressured so far this season. His passing grade when pressured is 31 out of 31 qualifying quarterbacks that have thrown under at least 40 pressured snaps. I mean, I, I, look, I get it. They went, they've won, and it's fine, and that's great, and everything like that. But like, when you really, op- you know, open the hood here, John, this team is the offense is not any good, and I think even as bad as the Patriots looked this past week, they're going to be able to get it done. Uh, yeah, uh, twenty-one first downs to ten last week against the Denver <laughs> Broncos. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous that they ended up winning that game. If you look at it, uh, no, all your points I agree with. Uh, Patriots on the short list for me for a contest play this week as well. And, you know, a lot of people are freaking out about the whole quarterback situation and whatnot. I think that you're going to be able to come into this for the New England Patriots. Defensively, you should be able to. Yes. I'm going to say, I don't even know if contain is the right word, because if you say contain, there's a chance that it is uncontainable <laughs> and that is not this Jets offense. Um, but I, I would trust that this offense is going to approach it, the Patriots, that is, with a really strict game plan. They're really good in terms of game plan, week-to-week basis. I, I, I agree with you. This would be a play against the Jets. They've been on a razor's edge with the way that they've been winning some of these games. It's clearly unsustainable, and I'll go under a field goal uh, and lay that with the New England Patriots, the better coach team, I think, at this point. Same with me. I mean, listen, again, pro football focus is not the end-all, be-all, but they have this offense rated dead last in all the NFL. He's committed and, I mean, six turnover where he plays on just 42 of those dropbacks yeah. you're talking about when under pressure, Zach Wilson. He's a nightmare. Yeah, and, and so you're, you're without – listen, I – the, the Brees Hall thing I actually think is legitimate. We, we, we joke about running backs don't matter. There are a handful of running backs that do matter. Yeah. Saquon Barkley has proven that so far with the Giants. I think Brees Hall was, was becoming one of those running backs that actually did matter. He looked fantastic. He looked like a real like game changer at that position. But he's now gone. Corey Davis not going to be out there. You're going to have to rely on Elijah Moore, who wanted out of town two weeks ago. I, it just seems everything's kind of coming up. But newly committed. Yes, yes. yes he's coming. I saw the handshakes. He loves everyone again and all that. But, it seems like everything's just coming up Patriots for me in this one. And uh, I understand I'm not a huge Mac Jones guy. I don't think he's like, you know, I think he's league average. Right. It basically, it is kind of his ceiling. But league average should be enough. I mean, if you score 17 points in this game. I mean, like, league average should be, should be twice as good as yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? I mean, like 17 points should get this thing done in this one. Uh, another interesting angle, even as low as it is at 40, I could only play the under. I can't mm-hmm. imagine myself playing the over in this game. Or a team total for the Jets yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are 10.5-point favorites in this game. 43, 43.5 is your total. This, this is the most boring handicap basically ever for me, John. It's like, so Ogunjobi and Levi Wallace both out for the Steelers. Uh, the Eagles, they acquire Robert Quinn. They're better in every, literally every single last. There is not one single thing you could point to where the Eagles are not better than the Steelers. And so you look. And for me, it's just that hook on the 10 that scares me because it's like you could be up 17 points in the fourth quarter and you decide on that 90-second last drive of the right. game where you're just kind of like, guys, just don't get hurt, right? Like, yep. hey, whatever, just don't get hurt, chill out. And then you're sitting there watching your, your 10 and a half turn into 10. It's, 
that's why it's unbettable for me. I feel like the Eagles can certainly smash here, but it's just with that 10 and a half, it's just hard for me to get. Yeah, it. no, I, the, the 10 and a half gets you out of it. And as somebody who bet Miami last weekend too, and came away from that game thinking like, man, like this team should have won that game more comfortably than they really did. Uh, the, the Steelers deserve credit for being in some of these games, but watching that offense operate was a, was a train wreck. Yes. And against a much better defensive team in Philadelphia, I think they're going to have an even harder time uh, trying to get anything going from an efficient offense standpoint. So I, I'm with you. Um, like even from you're talking about like there's no there's no way to wiggle around it. You you recommended like an exotic teaser yeah. uh, with like the uh, the right. Panthers game. Not even it, here. You want to do that because you're not getting anything worth it. I'm with you. It's just a no play. Yeah. It's like I look at this and it's like the 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 other lazy handicap to me is like. I might play this if it was nine and a half, but I would need 14 with the Steelers. Like, like, right, like, yeah. I don't want to play it and where it is right now. It's like, I'd need way more points to play the Steelers, but I needed a whole point lower to play the Eagles. So just a complete pass for me. If you do want to, if we do want to talk like something that is relevant to this game, just, you know, the, the acquisition of Robert Quinn, I think a lot of people are going to look at those counting stats and say, ah, maybe he's falling off. But John, like if you look, the counting stats are falling off, but he still has the fifth quickest get off time in the in the entire NFL, and he has been facing more double teams this year mm-hmm. than Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons. So, I mean, it's like the two most dominant defensive players that you would expect to overwhelmingly get double teamed more. He's actually been double teamed more than both of those guys. So, you can't do that when he goes over to the Eagles because they have too many playmakers. Well, so that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Even if he was going to get double teamed, I mean, look, at the same time, it just frees up other guys. Like, that's the thing that is really underrated about pass rushers. If you're dominant and you're attracting attention, it just makes the other guys around you better. You might recognize this uh, next person we're going to have on the other side of here. It is Stormy Tony going to join us from Houston coming back. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill. Some extra cash. Play free during college football season where Coors like college football pick them. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light. Pick them now to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. You might recognize this young lady, she is on the road for an ESPN2 football game tomorrow. Tune in and cheer her on. It is the one and only Stormy Tony. Thank you for joining us on the road, no less. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I, I want you to know that I rolled my eyes incredibly hard when you said eligibility and sounded it out the way that you did. JVT, oh. how do you put up with this while I'm away? I mean, listen, I don't, I don't know even know what you're talking about. I just emphasize some words. I have, I put emphasis on some words sometimes. That's just kind of how I'm I do a, it. I'm officially not doing reads anymore when I get back to the studio. That's your job now. I hope you know. You, you, you got a fun one when you come back. Uh, we uh, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's take a look at USF and Houston, where you are right now. I know you don't want to give a betting pick or anything, but how does this game kind of break down for you? Well, I mean, obviously Houston's a huge favorite in this one, 17 and a half points, largely due to the fact that USF has a one in six record. And for as good as it seemed like things had started to been clicking the last couple of games, then they play Tulane and they lose Gary Bohan and their Baylor transfer starting quarterback who had finally started to get in a rhythm and looked like things were looking up. They are a team though. Give them credit that does get up for the bigger opponent, their best games that they've had this season were against a Florida team in the swamp that they only lost that game by three. 
And they led Cincinnati most of the way as the number 20 ranked team in the country right now and then ended up falling in that game by four. So they played some competitive games. But Houston has just seemed to figure it out. They started off the season two and three, and something flipped when they had that big last-second win against Memphis. They carried that momentum into their bye week, and then finally last week against Navy had their first convincing win. Five of their first seven games of the season were decided on the final play, the final drive. So for them to have a win that they can build off of now I think is is really important. They're back at home. They feel confident. They feel different. They're playing more aggressive offensively. And I know it's important for them to to have a big game here tomorrow. Clayton Toon has been playing just at a a different level lately. And speaking to that offensive aggressiveness, since he flipped that switch, had a 336-yard day against Memphis, and then a career-high five passing touchdowns last week. And it's despite a lot of injuries. So, um, you know, it's not just get the ball to tank Dell. It's to some guys that you've never heard of before making career, career performances now. Uh, South Florida is going to have nice uniforms tonight. So that is something that goes for them because <laughs> I did see them tweet that out. And I think I would agree with the sentiment that they are, as they put it drippy. Uh, all right, let's go to another <laughs> game. Uh, I don't, I don't think you have anything here, but you were interested in uh, BYU ECU. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious your opinion on this one too, JVT, because like both of these teams are just coming off more of the surprising results from last week because ECU absolutely handed it to UCF and then BYU got waxed 41 to 14 at Liberty. Like the Cougars defense looked really, really bad and the injuries, a number of guys that they have questionable doesn't help, but ECU is a really trendy dog in this spot. And I think that they're the better team, but I also know how well the Cougars play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yep. It's going to be a cold night game in altitude. Pirates having to travel from Greenville, North Carolina to Provo, Utah. The one loss the Cougars have this season at home is to Arkansas. They've lost three straight. And maybe this is a game that they surprise some people. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, w- I was actually in line with the, the market move on the total, Stormy, because this one's up to 64. Uh, it opened at 60. BYU, I, I know they've been kind of beat up, but their defense, EPA per play, 114th in the country coming into this game. This is a top 50 offense they were facing. Like I, I think I totally get it as East Carolina is a trendy dog. I think I more understand this market going for the over and pushing this up four points because I don't know if BYU is going to be able to stop them, and BYU is pretty good offensively. they be able to add their own thing here, but I thought that this was a high-scoring affair on the surface, and the market said so. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Holton Ehlers, 18 touchdowns, just five picks, 70% completions. He's had back-to-back games over 300 yards. I mean, even ECU's losses are are good losses, right? Like toe-to-toe with NC State week one, the two-overtime game against Navy. That's a tough team to prepare for. And a nationally ranked two-lane team that might be the best team in the American. Stormy, I don't, I don't, don't see in the rundown here that you were going to give your opinion on Giselle formally leaving Tom Brady, and like, the, the, I mean, this was something that we found out yesterday was happening anyway because U.S. Weekly is never wrong or Us Weekly. I don't know what it is. So one of the Us two. Weekly. U.S. Weekly. Us, Us I, Weekly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. I don't know. I mean, listen, these are these are these are things I don't frequent these these websites. But um, yes, I mean, I mean, I know you have a hot take on this. I don't have a hot take. You're the one that's over here flaunting your tweets to everybody. You thought you really hit the jackpot with this. I did, and then and then I and then I misspelled Brady. Oh no! (laughs) I got an auto correct. I got an auto correct to Brandy. So it's like it's like oh man, you think you did? You Uh think you hit the hit the nail on the head, and then you don't. Uh, Let's talk Penn State and Ohio State, and this is one in which you are going to take the points. 
Yeah, I did. I took the 15 and a half on Wednesday and, you know, I'm, I'm well aware that the Nittany Lions got waxed by Michigan. You know, the lone opponent they played that was actually somebody on their schedule. The Wolverines had two running backs that both went over 160 yards on that run defense. That said, the Buckeyes clearly don't have that same kind of a run game and state college is a tough place to play. I think they have the secondary to potentially at least limit Ohio state's receivers in this one and Ohio state like their thing, right, is that they're able to score every time they get in the red zone, essentially, like top two in FBS scoring on 86% of their trips in the red zone. But Penn State, conversely, defensively is number 11 in the country when it comes to stopping teams doing that. So I think that could be a little bit of a give and take, take there. The Nittany Lions defense is allowing just 19 points per game, one of the best in the Big Ten. And while, yes, we know Ohio State can light up the scoreboard, they've been a little bit slow starting. One other interesting wrinkle I I found doing my research for this game is that um, offensive coordinator Mike Yurisich worked with Jim Knowles at Oklahoma State in 2018. So I think that, you know, Penn State offensively going against this Ohio State defense, maybe there's a little bit of cat and mouse there for two guys who really understand each other's styles. So I think realistically Penn State, could, could keep it closer than maybe the spread indicates. All right, one more for you, uh, college football-wise. Are you believing in Drake May and the uh, UNC Tar Heels in this spot against Pitt? I am. Um, so I have North Carolina minus three, and I also think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. For Pitt, Keaton Slovis was not sharp last Saturday. Yes, I know he's going to have an easier time putting up points, um, which is why I like the over as well. Uh, UNC is the 113th scoring defense in the country not very good and their rush defense is pretty bad as well so israel uh abanacanda pit starting running back who's ranked fourth in the country in rushing yards probably gonna run a little bit wild but i just still don't think even with him going crazy they're gonna have enough offensively to go blow for blow with drake may in this unc offense may is a total star he's averaging 380 total yards per game accounted for 27 total touchdowns only three picks He's mobile, leads the team in rush yards. And I mean, for a team that averages 41.7 points per game, I think that's going to be pretty tough for Pitt to go back and forth with. And I just note really quickly, I've mm-hmm. noticed Stormy, uh, our other colleague, Ben Wilson, very good at this because they're broadcasters who actually talk to people and uh, very good with names, extremely good with names and pronunciations. Oh. Well, I try. Yeah. Thank you. I think the NHL helped me out with that one yeah. a little bit. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as no player's last name is eligibility, everything's going to be fine for you. Ah! Um, let's uh, let, let's uh, let's take a look at the Astros game one here. You are going to go ahead and this. Did you get tickets? Is this what's going on? You want to be betting? Is this what happened? Someone slipped in the DMs and gave you some tickets. Is that why you're betting the Astros here? Almost got tickets for tomorrow, but I couldn't get out of my flight home. So. I thought about it. Mm. We were almost going. But you also cannot be in Houston and bet against the Astros, right? I did actually put some thought into this, more so than just being here. Uh, I think Justin Verlander breaks this curse of World Series starts today. So for anybody who doesn't know, he's 0-6 in 7 career World Series starts with a 5-6-8 ERA and 9 homers allowed. Not today, people! He has had a Cy Young season. We saw him settle in his last start against the Yankees with 11 strikeouts. I think he does enough to get Houston off the ground. And he's backed up by what we know was the best relief pitching in baseball during the regular season. In the postseason, a 0.82 ERA. They finished the season tied for the second best home record in the sport. So let's get a game one win. I paid a heavy tax for it. So... Fingers right. crossed it comes through. I mean, you're up there. If you think the Astros are going to win, you're going to go get some mattress stuff, right? 
obvious. <laughs> it's like, a, well, I learned yesterday on Visa and Mattress Mac already closed down the promotion, so he's uh, not doing it anymore. Coward. Too much liability. Brutal. We got 15 seconds. Tell everyone where they can watch you tomorrow. Uh, ESPN 2, 11 Central, 9 Pacific. Tune in. We'll also do a pregame interview with Dana Holgerson on the Morning Sports Center. So tune in, enjoy the game, and uh, it'll be a fun one tonight in Houston and tomorrow morning. You can find her right here, sitting next to me every day of the week except for Friday, and on the Twitter machine at Storm Bonantoni. I would spell it, but I can't. Stormy, thanks for doing it today with us. Appreciate you guys. See you Monday. Uh, got Titans, Texans. We got Commanders, Colts. We got 49ers, Rams. Some news coming through in that 49ers game as well that might change your opinion on how this one is going to go. This is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for just 99 Americans. Sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our pro picks, daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips, actionable insights to up your betting game. Wait till ours for next hour, next segment. Deep dive daily betting reports on NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 99 bucks. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And we tried to tell you yesterday, Canada, it's 135.09 today. It is a almost a full Canadian dollar, a full loony more than it was yesterday. American dollar strong. And it's costing our friends up north more today. You've done this bit for a long time, so I've been trying to find more exotic ones, but you probably did this one already, but 1,795 South African Rand. Ooh. Our South African people are 1,700 of those things for, mm-hmm. for that. That's, a, that's a no good. We got the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. They're sitting two and a half or three, so you can get uh, – Again, shop around. We say this rest of, rest of country, by the way. You should have multiple different outs. There are two and a halfs. There are threes. So depending on which way you want to go with this, 40 and a half is your total. Ryan Tannehill did not practice yet again today, but Mike Vrabel would not rule him out officially. Jeff Simmons also not practicing for the Titans. So a couple of key players there for them. Nico Collins not out there for the Texans. He's been their number two guy, but I don't think that's going to change your handicap on this game. Could be the Malik Willis show. Uh, John, that being said, I don't know one way or the other. Right. I don't think it really changes the game plan all that much because they're just going to hand it to Derrick Henry 45 times in this game because the run defense for the Texans is so atrocious. So, I, you right. know, I don't know. I mean, it's probably the same handicap with either quarterback. Does it change your mind on anything? No, I, mean, I guess, like, with if it's Malik Willis, there's the potential for more explosiveness, right, with the mm-hmm. mobility. I, I think that's there. Uh, I, I, that might be part of it. But, no, I'm with you. And, look, so the Texans, their run defense, you mentioned it. I watched that up close uh, last week. That was uh, bad. I mean, dead last or second to last in, like, every single category. It's unbelievable. What they give up before contact is insane. (laughs) So it seems like it's going to be a really, really good uh, game for the ground game for the Tennessee Titans. And, like, look, the Texans, I think they deserve some credit because their own rushing attack is pretty solid. David Pierce, mm-hmm. Pierce has been really good for them, and the rushing attack overall has been solid, but especially since he's taken over. And this Titans team statistically continues to put forward numbers that tell you that they're not that great defensively. But sometimes, like these anomalies, man, what are they? They're four and three or four and two with a negative 
14-ish point <laughs> differential, but they continue to get this thing done. I, I look, I think this there are two teams that are built somewhat similar to one another, just one's more terrible. Um, it's not a game that I want to bet, and it's not a game that I frankly want to watch. I would lean here toward Tennessee just because they continue to get it done in these spots, yeah. but I had no real read. The it, just to give you and we're just just to let you know, like we are not exaggerating when we talk about how how poor this run defense is, and the sports books have taken notice as well. Derrick Henry's rushing prop is set at 99 and a half yards. Like it's a hundred right. yard rushing prop for, for this week. Like you just don't see that. And it is set at a hundred yards this week. The only thing I would look at for, for, for this game would be if they do go Malik Willis, I think they probably do try to shelter him a little bit, try to protect him just a tad. Right. And the attempts for Derrick Henry is set at 22 and a half. I think if it's Malik Willis, he gets 25 carries in this game. I would almost say Shoot, like I mean, 90% of the time he gets Tannehill's done yeah. with this injury. Yeah. It might still be over that even if it's Tannehill. Yeah, right? so I would be over on the attempts for Derrick Henry. Again, like they pretty much are fine with giving him just complete workhorse load and like not trying to split up carries or anything like that. So, again, that's kind of the only way I would be looking to attack this. John, we have to bring it up just because we are a sports betting show and this is the things we have to talk about. We Here is another two-and-a-half-point dog in a game with a 40-and-a-half oh, total. Baby. It could be a teaser leg if somebody is so bold. I am not that man. Commanders Colts? Can't no, I can't. I mean, I just can't do it. No, I'm talking about this the Texans. Oh, you the can Texans. Take the oh, Texans sorry. To I saw I half. saw this and I, I got a brain freeze for a second. No, I, I I'm I'm with you. Yes, it would be a teaser leg. Uh, but no, I would not be brave enough I can't, to do, I can't it. do it. I saw that team give up 21 points in the fourth quarter. It yeah. was brutal. I I had seven with them. They looked like they were going to be there the whole entire way. <laughs> They're back and forth. It looks like you're comfortably in the number and everything's going to be fine. And then it completely fell apart over the course of a couple of possessions. And here's the other thing, too. The way it fell apart against the Raiders, there were some key points, but they were pre-snap penalties. They had a fourth and short where they looked like they were going to go for it and they can they were running the ball very well. Instead, it's a false start. Texans get backed up. They have to punt it away. And then on another fourth down where it looked like the Raiders were going to do the stupid thing where they fake hike yeah, and they yeah, got yeah, up the yeah. field. They, of course, jump off sides. Like, it's even those little things for the Texans where they're committing these mistakes on top of being a bad team. Uh, I just, I wouldn't want to sweat it out. I did it once. Washington Commanders and Indianapolis Colts, another incredibly low total, sitting 39 and a half. Threes are starting to pop on the Colts. There's one, two and a half. That's actually at DraftKings right now. Um, so if you want to get in on the Colts before this thing goes to three, because it will, because everybody has gone to three at this point. Commander's injury report did come out. No John Dodson, no William Turner. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the Colts are getting Shaq Leonard back. And so there's kind of this, I imagine, at least a little bit, and you being a Colts fan would know, I mean, there's at least a little bit, I think, of optimism of, of Sam Ellinger taking over because when you think about it, he can't be worse than Matt Ryan has been for the majority nope. of the season. And one of the things I brought up yesterday, which you probably you you probably saw because again you're a fan. One, he was a he was awesome in the preseason. 24 of 29 for 289 yards, four touchdowns and no picks. Like he was a preseason hero. And the other thing that was pretty crazy to me, and it maybe it's just because he's a couple of years removed from college, I just forgot all this stuff, is just how mobile he is. Oh, I mean, yeah. He ran for over 2,500 yards in college, over 40 yards per game, if you kind of extrapolate that out over the course of the entire season. And so that is at least one element for sure that he's bringing to this offense that Matt Ryan was not. So I, I, I kind of get the optimism here for the Colts. So I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. I'm super mm-hmm. intrigued by Indianapolis this weekend for everything yeah. that you have talked about. And at the very, very least, 
Sam Ellinger is a mobile quarterback mm. who is much more stout than Matt Ryan, who can throw it more than six yards downfield, yeah. which is exactly what Ryan was, right? Average up the target 6.3 yards downfield. And even then, despite not throwing it anywhere close to like deep downfield, a really high turnover worthy play rate, Ellinger might be a little bit more volatile and that he might put the ball in harm's way, but he also has such a higher, like a much higher ceiling in terms of the positive plays he can bring, whether it's with his leg, whether it's with his arm. Like, and even when so much, Matt, for me, was betting the Colts minus two and a half because I kind of get that sentiment. I, I'm kind of intrigued by either a Colts team total yeah. or this total overall. I think there should be more explosiveness with this Colts offense. And we'll give Wright credit. I still think he's a smart guy. Maybe you see more read options, design mm-hmm. quarterback runs, right. a little bit more of an exotic offense. I would assume you start to see that. And I think about that with Jonathan Taylor and a mobile option at quarterback, there's got to be a lot to unlock here with this. Offense. Yeah. And I've, the, you know, the argument against that I've heard this week from some people is like, yeah, but you're betting on Sam Ellinger to come in and, and, you know, lead this offense that's been so absolutely putrid. Now, like, yeah, but on the other side, you're betting on Taylor Heineke. I mean, like, you know, it's, right. it's, I mean, the other side, you're betting on Taylor Heineke. So, I mean, this was a dude that, again, they didn't have enough, they didn't have any confidence in to be the quarterback for this team, so they went and got Carson Wentz. I mean, like, they they, they don't even think this guy's any good. Right. And so, I, I don't, that argument doesn't hold up to but me. But he played really well in games against Tom Brady and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And I'm just more intrigued by anything else. Like, this Colts mm-hmm. team offensively, if Reich is a good offensive coach, he should be able to get some sort of explosiveness out of this unit now that Ellinger's there. And I, again, I, I don't think the Colts are completely dead in this division. I mean, look, they're they, the loss last week kill, like, was pretty bad. They're but, going yeah. to need to, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to go on a run for sure, and they'll need some help. But I mean, I'm not sold on the Titans as a whole, and so yeah, like, I, how can you? Yeah, be? like I think that this they're not completely dead here. Anyway, 49ers and the Rams. This has now fallen to one across the board in favor of the 49ers. 42 is your total in this one. We did get the final injury report, and it is as bad for the 49ers as it possibly could have been. No Debo Samuel, Eric Armstead, Dre Greenlaw, or Kyle Juszczyk all are going to be out for them this week. The Rams get back Van Van Jefferson and Troy Hill, so they get an offensive player and a defensive player, and arguably – let's say impact offensive and defensive players, because look, the Allen Robinson experiment has been horrible. Like he can't get separation anymore. Like I, I, I mean, he just fell off a cliff. I didn't think that was going to happen, but uh, getting Van Jefferson back, I think is pretty big for the offense. Of course, we know Troy Hill can play on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, this is, this feels like the ultimate buy low spot on the Rams. It really does. I'm not I'm not a big believer in the 49ers offense as it is anyway. And yep. so now with Debo not being out there, I think that it is a pretty significant downgrade. I don't care if Christian McCaffrey is in town. So when these two teams played a week ago, and maybe you tell me if this is a fair exercise mm-hmm. or not, because I think it gives us some sort of an idea. Did the 49ers upgrade at all by about one and a half points? Because I would say probably not. Right. And the 49ers were one and a half point favorites at home, and now here they are on the road, laying one and a half. And again, home field, whatever it's worth, still worth something, a point, mm-hmm. whatever it is. The point is, is that this has clearly been an adjustment here on the 49ers power rating. I just don't think that's the case. And you mentioned one of the biggest things I have here. I just don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen this time and time again. We saw it pop up again last week, and I agree with your the last statement there. It seems like the buy low spot for the Rams. I think it is. It took one and a half with them. I think this is the spot where maybe they start to get a little bit more right. I don't know if they're going to get it actually right. But. Right. And you would think, right. again, coming out of a bye, do we do we, do we we think that Sean McVay is sharp at all? Because like if I think so. this should be the best effort yes. that we are going to get out of this team that we've seen all season long if we truly believe Sean McVay is actually 
Sharp. In the final segment, Giants, Seahawks, Packers, Bills. We'll even give quick thoughts on Bengals, Browns, and, of course, John's NBA thoughts as well. Stick around. Final segment. Come back. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is... 
This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball season has tipped off, unfortunately, for the Lakers. And uh, promotions over at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook have as well. Bet Rivers place to go for the latest odds, lines, and unique promotions like our weekly same game parlays. Place three or more same game parlays each week. Receive a free $10 basketball free bet during October and November. BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. And, John, let's, uh, let's kick things off here with some NBA because I know you got some action tonight. Tip it off, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's two games that I bet so far. Uh, the dynamic Charlotte Hornets and Orlando Magic game that I know everybody's excited for. Um, but I think it's a really interesting matchup. So right now, this opened up three and a half. We're down to one and a half, a consensus. There's a couple twos out there. Uh, I took three with Orlando. From a matchup standpoint, I do think Orlando's got a little bit of an advantage here. So they just lost Cole Anthony. Uh, they were down three out of their top four guards. That's kind of a problem. Yes. Uh, but same thing with Charlotte, actually. Terror's here. Cody Martin, LaMilla Ball, all probably not going to play today. The uh, latter two are doubtful. So both teams are down. Uh, there are three of their top four guards, which would mean that, okay, let's look at the front court, and the Magic have a massive advantage there. Paolo Bencaro scored 20-plus points in each of his first five games as a rookie, or four games, no, five games. Um uh, uh, Franz Wagner, if I could speak, uh, is an awesome, awesome wing to have at six foot ten. You got two six foot ten guys who can space the floor, and you're talking about a front court that's really small for the Hornets. I think this is a really good matchup for the Magic. So I grabbed three. Uh, market has moved in my direction. I wouldn't say no to if you still want to get involved at a small money line plus price if you haven't already on the Orlando Magic. Uh, but I just think from a matchup standpoint, this bodes much better for Orlando, who was kind of a faux sharp team, by the way. A lot of people have expected mm-hmm. a lot of them. So I think the Magic get their first win tonight. So let's look at New York football giants and the Seattle Seahawks. And official injury report came out here for the Seahawks. And DK Metcalf is listed as questionable. He's it was the multi-week injury that we were getting from all the beat writers. And DK Metcalf is listed as questionable, which kind of can like lead us to our – our, our pro tip here for this hour, which is basically like, listen, these Friday injury reports are pretty, pretty vital. If you want to try and get in front of the biggest line moves of the week um, mm-hmm. outside of the initial, when the, when the lines hit, you know, initially on Sunday, there's a, there's a decent little one about 10 AM Eastern. The early games start to come out about, about 1 PM Eastern, the afternoon games, injury reports start to kind of roll out. So you can start getting an idea of all this, of course, we talked about some of these lines that have already moved based off of these injury reports that have come out. And, like, this one is pretty interesting to me because, JBT, I'm like, I I am on the Giants in this game. I'm on the Giants in this game because I was pretty sure DK Metcalf was not going to play in this one. I mean, again, maybe this is just gamesmanship by them. Maybe this is uh, Pete Carroll thinking he, you know, mm-hmm. oldest coach in the NFL, so he's kind of like, hey, what can we do to gain an edge here? And they're like, uh, I don't really know. Everything's, you know, it's just going to be, let's, let's put a guy that's definitely not playing on the injury report. I, I, I don't know, but it's still sitting three right now in favor of the Seahawks. 44 and a half is the total. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's playing. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. I think I read one report that they were like, they'll be lucky if he comes back in four weeks. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, here he is. It's <laughs> as questionable. Um, and I think really what I'm interested in. So again, I always bring up like market, right? And mm-hmm. how the market rates these teams. Just go back a few weeks. This Seahawks team was a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home to the Arizona Cardinals, and now they're laying a full three here to the New York Giants. So the market has adjusted, right? This market now yes. starts to respect the Seattle Seahawks. 
Um, and it's against the Giants team that I have taken my shot against multiple times, and I have failed to land that shot. So I'm super I, like I haven't bet this because it's a game in which like I've wrote, I've bet the Seahawks a couple yeah. of times. I bet the Chargers and Seahawks game over, right? And I thought because they were going to have offense success, they did. But at this point. It's a team in which I think is getting away with murder and the New York Giants, but another team that the market has completely now swung on and shown respect for. Bet them against the Chargers, the market did. Now here they are laying a full three. I have zero reader desire to get involved with this, but I would agree with you. Like, if I'm picking a side, it would be the Giants. Yeah, I played the Giants here. So you dig in a little bit further in this one, and Geno Smith, as good as he has been, I'm taking nothing away from from how good he's been this but, year, and and he has, he has certainly ex, certainly produced over anything that I would have ever thought. But if you dig in against the Blitz, he is the twenty second quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL versus pressure. He is the seventeenth quarterback in the NFL. Now, the, neither that's not catastrophic, but it is a big, 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 big decline from when you look at these numbers and say like, oh, Geno Smith, he's number two rated this, number three rated this, number one rated like. Versus the blitz and versus pressure, he is average or below average in the NFL. Well, you know the defensive quarter is coordinator is for the Giants, right? Yeah, it's Wayne Martindale who yeah. blitzes like every single. If he could blitz 112 percent of downs, he would blitz 112 percent of downs. Like they are the number one blitzing team. They blitz at the highest rate in the NFL. They blitz like crazy all over the place, and that's what they're going to do in this game as well. I don't think DK Metcalf plays. That being said, I've seen the guy with his shirt off. Maybe he maybe he can play through all this stuff. I mean, like, whatever. The 4% body fat maybe just, like, makes you heal from injuries. Like, you know. Like, 4% body That's insulting to him. Yeah, I know. know. Like, seriously. It's, like, it's, it's, it's insane. So, maybe he does play. I'm, I'm going about this like he's not going to play. And so, if the one read is going to be to, to Tyler Lockett, who's fine, but he's certainly on the backside of his career and all that, like, I think this is where we start to see some of the cracks, I think, in this Seattle team. And, of course, this defense is still absolutely atrocious. And Saquon Barkley has been – there's no other way to put it. Like, Saquon Barkley has been every bit as phenomenal as we saw of of him when he first came out in college. Like, the guy has been just absolutely unreal. Leads the NFL in scrimmage yards. He leads this team in targets and receptions. And here's the thing. They don't have any playmakers – on defense that can cover him. Right. Like, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to have to do all this crazy stuff to, to beat this defense. Like, I think you just get it in the hands of Wondell Robinson pretty close to the line of scrimmage, to Saquon Barkley pretty close to the line of scrimmage, and let them kind of do their thing. If you look, credit where credit's due. Whether you think Daniel Jones is a the future of this organization or not, weeks four to seven, Daniel Jones is second in the NFL in EPA plus CPOE composite. He is number one in offensive success rate, in passer success rate, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, ahead of Josh Allen, ahead of all these guys, over the last four weeks in the NFL, the number one quarterback as far as efficiency from success rate standpoint is Daniel Jones. And the guy's also doing it with his legs. And I, look, we can we can poke holes in this Giants team all we want to. You're getting a full field goal here against one of the worst defenses in the NFL and against a quarterback that really does take a step back versus the blitz. I like this play a lot. And, you know, again, it's the prove it bowl basically, right? right? I mean, it's, it's which one of these teams is for real and we'll come out of here and we'll talk about it on Monday, Sunday night football Packers and the bills. This is now 11 at DraftKings, 10 and a half everywhere else. Rivers is at 11 as well. Caesars at 11. So actually 11 is pretty much the prevailing number at this point, a couple 10 and a half still available 
out there. Uh, John, no Alan Lazard, so I mean, things couldn't get any right. worse for this team, right? The, the only, only guy, guy that, that Aaron Rodgers yeah. likes. Yeah. Yeah. He's leading the team in yards, and he's only got 340 receiving yards. Like, if that tells you anything, but like that, that, is, that is where we stand right now. No Alan Lazard for this game for the Packers. And the, the thing – you know, the thing that I – if I had to play one of the big favorites this week, it would be the Bills. And the only reason for that is if you look back, Sean McDermott and Mason – I think maybe this has to do with also that they don't have much of a run game to speak of. Mm-hmm. But he just doesn't take his foot off the gas. Yep. And it's not just this season. It's, it's last season as well. Like, when they play inferior opponents, they just beat them down. Like – the Rams in week one, they win by 21 points. Week two, Tennessee, 41 to seven. They played Pittsburgh, 38 to three, right? Like, then you go back to last season and you're like, okay, Matt, three games this year when they played bad teams. Okay, let's go back to last year in which they in which they beat Miami, 35 nothing. Washington, 43-21. Houston, 40 to nothing. Miami, 26-11. The Jets, 45-17. New Orleans, 31 to six. It goes on and on. Like, they just beat bad teams into submission, and they don't ever stop scoring. And so, again, like, it's not in my account, but I think if you wanted to be contrarian in a contest, because I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing the the Bills or whatever, like, just know they they will run up the score. Yeah. No, I, you're right about all that. And if the funny thing is you list all those teams that you're, you're, you know, that you're rattling off. The question is, do you think the Green Bay Packers are those teams, right? Those are some pretty bad teams. I think they actually might they're, be. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're not significantly better, right? right? No, I, mean, I agree. And, like, the thing is, if we've talked about it a lot, it's their defense has been very bad. Their offense, we know, is absolutely atrocious. They cannot run the ball, the Packers themselves. No, I, I would agree. And, actually, that was in consideration for mm-hmm. me. I don't think I'll pull the trigger for a contest play. Yeah. Uh, but if I wanted to go against the grain, I thought that was the way to go. For me this week, Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cardinals. Giants, like I just mentioned, three-point dogs to the Seahawks. Dolphins, I like them a lot against the Lions. Big mismatch there, that pass game against that secondary. Patriots and the Jets, I think the Jets are completely, completely fake. And then I, I do have Cincinnati and the Browns. We'll talk all about Monday Night Football here, Monday, all up and down the network. John, what you on? Uh, yeah, Panthers plus four and a half. Vikings minus that three and a half. Uh, the, I forgot to send this to Steph. I apologize. Steph, mm. Rams plus one and a half. Uh, and then West Virginia, we didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Then seven and a half against TCU. Magic plus three. Knicks plus six and a half today. This is, uh, again, guys, this is a an interesting week from a lot of the uh, prove-it standpoints for some of these teams. Viper and the Warthog gave you the goods today here right. on VEASAN. None of ours are uh, the ten star locks of the week, though. No, I, you no, know, I like no, no. all my bets, but I, you know, not another ten star locks. Sunday mornings yeah, on social we'll, media. Yeah, just watch John this weekend. He'll give you his ten star lock of the week. Keep it locked here for all of the Visa goodness. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is, I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.